It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. Over the last few days, I've been thinking about the quality of my interactions on social media. I really enjoy meeting new people on Facebook, for example. However, I will say that sometimes I find the experience to be disappointing. On those occasions, I find that the only reason someone wants to be friends with me is that they can sell me their book or their program or their business opportunity or whatever they're doing. While there's nothing inherently wrong with that, I would say there is something really important missing. It's the idea of knowing, liking, and trusting somebody first. Think about this. If I don't know you... I probably won't buy from you yet. That's because you don't know my situation, my business, or my journey in life. In fact, on those occasions where I've said no or not yet, it's amazing to see how many of them drop off the face of the earth. And while I'm not in a position to judge, I can only wonder why they didn't see the long-term value of building and maintaining a relationship because because the sale could have happened someday. Now, if I don't trust you yet, I really won't buy from you because I'm not yet convinced that you have my best interests at heart. And if I don't like you, there's absolutely no way that I'll be buying anything from you. I only do business with people that I like, know, and trust. And I'm sure deep down, so do you. So think about that. I see so many people spamming their opportunities all over social media, like they're throwing darts against the wall. Then they wonder why their businesses are failing. It's all about liking, knowing, and trusting someone first. It's far more effective in the long run. With all that in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest, and my guest this week is Andrew Steele. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Andrew Steele is an Australian actor, producer, and musician who wants to inspire change in the world. He's been in films and television, and is also the star of the new film, Wish Man, which is about the life of Frank Shankowitz, who created the Make-A-Wish Foundation. The movie opens on June 7th. He's also the founder and president of an organization called Flix for Change, which is dedicated to creating meaningful social change through socially conscious films. Flix for Change is a film festival that encourages conversations about social issues facing our world today and is the direct result of his strong desire to give back by creating a community for those brave enough to invite the discussion of change into their lives. We will talk about so much on the show today. And before I forget, please download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. Leave a review. That would mean a lot. And I thank you for that and for listening. So here we are with my very special guest, Andrew Steele. Andrew, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's brilliant to be on the show, mate. I really appreciate the support. Oh, you're so welcome. This is the second week in a row I've interviewed an Australian. That's interesting. I had Brad Sugars on last week. Brad Sugars, eh? They let him out of the country, did they? I'm sorry? They let him out of the country, did they? They did. I think he's based in Las Vegas now. You know who he is, though. I don't actually. Oh, okay. He's he's written a lot of business books and he had a new book that released last week. So we talked about creating profits in business. So yeah, that was a really fun discussion. So Fantastic. let me ask you, yeah, how did you decide to become an actor and a musician? Mm, good question. Uh, I think, you know, growing up, um, 
there's always a pressure to, you know, be financial, financially sustainable. And, um, you know, my old man was a successful businessman. So, you know, I always thought, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to be a actually it was my grandmother that said, I said, what should I be Nan, when I grow up? She said, be a lawyer or a doctor. So I'm like, OK, cool. I'll do that. Definitely. And uh, so that's what I was kind of focusing towards. And then I realized, you know, all the all that what I'd actually have to do to be a lawyer or a doctor. And I was like, oh, hang on, that's that's not quite my jam. Um, right. And and it kind of came through. Um, you know, just always wanting to be, uh, you know, I, I would put on like little performance shows when I was young. So inherently performing was always something that I that I wanted to do. And, uh, and I was actually Santa Claus in the year two play. Uh, That's when I was eight years old. Nice. And, uh, you know, there was something about, you know, me running out there with all these lines and then my beard falling off and then my my stomach falling out of my shirt and stressing out the, the whole time. There's something about that that I liked for some reason. Um, and, uh, and I guess that was potentially the bug. Um, and then all through school, I did it and went through, you know, six years of full-time acting school after I left school. And, but it was just, it's really all about, you know, telling stories and playing different characters and, you know, engaging an audience. So whether that be making them laugh or cry, but definitely, um, you know, sharing, sharing my personal experiences through to an audience and for, for a collaborative gain, uh, that's. That's what I love about the arts. Absolutely. Who were some of your early influences, either in film or music? Elvis Presley was the first first real influence I ever had. Um, you know, I would listen to like Hound Dog on repeat. Yeah. We had this old jukebox, all this classic stuff, and and I just pretend I was Elvis, and you know, kind of mime along, and then you know, sing along, and and all that. So definitely, uh, definitely Elvis was uh, a musical inspiration. Uh, looking back now, not so much an acting inspiration. I had a look at one of his films recently. It was, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was it was Elvis doing his thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Elvis and um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I really love theater. So going to see theatrical productions of such like like Pirates of Penzance, Phantom of the Opera, these kind of things. When you walk in and it's a dark space and you have this electric. Um, you know, connection from the audience to the people on stage. And I always just knew I just I just wanted to be up there. Absolutely. I would say that my favorite musical of all time would be Singing in the Rain. I saw a stage production of that one time and they made it rain on stage. So that was pretty fun. There you go. Not the audience, though? Yeah, no, they, they, it was contained to the stage, oh, okay. uh, but it was a dinner theater experience. And that was fun. That was fun. How about um, do you have a favorite actor? I mean, uh, you, you mentioned Elvis, but yeah, that's more yeah. for music. Totally. Um, you know, right now I would be saying uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is incredible oh. in everything he does. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? There's so many names just kind of get thrown up there. Johnny Depp's incredible. You know, his chameleon ability yeah. to, to, to be anything. Um, uh, but yeah, anybody with uh, Jim Carrey, I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of his stuff. Obviously, he's comedic, but then when you see... Films like um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You just see, you know, what a brilliant craftsman he is. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think Robin Williams was like that for me. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about some of your early roles. Uh, you did television and film in Australia before you came to the United States, right? That's right. Absolutely. So so what was your favorite role? I mean, I don't know if the U.S. Uh, fan base would know much about your Australian experiences, but tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, there was one uh, one role that I did in a series called Deadbeat Dads, and 
it was ba- the story was three three guys who are all deadbeats for their own reasons. Uh, they get a call and basically saying, you know, you you have a kid, and the kid has the, the mother basically a mother of, of three kids dies in a car crash, and then mm. we all get a call up saying, hey, you're you're you've got to take responsibility of your kid. And so all the three dads go and move into the one house to try and look after these kids. So. I mean, it sounds pretty funny and there is a lot of comedy in there, but it's a really kind of, you know, a family drama. Um, wow. so that was beautiful. That was Simo. He was, he was a deadbeat dad. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that's a bit of fun. Yeah, they they should adapt that here because that sounds like a great plot line. I love that. Yeah, so yeah, I think we're working on that. Yeah. Oh, good. So you also were in Days of Our Lives, right? I was. Yes. Tell us about the casting process because it didn't necessarily go the way you thought it was going to go, right? Right. Well, the, I had a couple of uh, experiences with Days of Our Lives. The first one was uh, they were looking for an Australian actor to you know celebrate the 50-year anniversary, and it was a competition called Search for a Star. And then so out of all you know everyone that submitted from Australia, the three lucky guys that were chosen to come over to LA and you know to, to audition on set, and I was one of those lucky guys. And, uh, you know, got down to the final couple and got really great feedback. But unfortunately, the, uh, the series regular role didn't go my way. But then years later, when I moved myself over to L.A., um, I was uh, actually my my now wife, um, who's a fantastic actor, was in uh, for an audition um, at Days of Our Lives. And she mentioned that she was dating me to the casting director, uh, Marnie Sayed, a lovely lady. And uh, she said, "Oh, Andrew, oh, yeah, Andrew's great. I love Andrew. Give, send him my best." And and then um, this is while Kim and I were still dating. And um, and then I get an email from Marnie saying, "Hey, I, I just saw Kim, and you know, there's a there's a role I'm got, got like you in mind for. But before that, do you guys just want to come and do a day? And uh, you guys would be propose you'd be proposing to her in the show. And this is while we were still boyfriend and girlfriend. And we're like, yeah, sure. So." I proposed to her on set, and that was a precursor for things to come a few le- few months later in Hawaii. Wow. For real. That is absolutely fantastic. We've got a couple of minutes to our first break. I would love to explore the idea of demanding excellence from yourself. How important has that been for you? It's a constant, it's a constant battle. You know, you get your wins and you get your knockbacks. And really, you know, where for me, where I know that, that I'm happiest is when I just continue to you know, get up, show up and, and make those improvements uh, day to day. You know, it's really easy to beat yourself up about things that you didn't do or that you didn't have go your way. But each each second is a new opportunity to strive for greatness. Absolutely. What do you think has been the biggest challenge that you faced on your way uh, through the acting journey? The, the plethora of no's every day. Um, you know, mm. I don't even see them as no's anymore. And they don't actually tell you no, you just don't hear a yes. Um, uh, and, and so you're auditioning, you're doing all this stuff and they just don't have time to get back to you. There's so many auditions, so many actors for whatever reasons, probably not to do with the quality of the acting. It's just that role, that time. And it's just, it's just, they don't have time. But the point is you need to remember that you, you, you've got to put a good impression, everyone that you meet so that whether they're telling you yes or no, it's a yes in their mind for the next time. Absolutely, because just because they don't say yes right now doesn't mean that they won't say yes to you later. They might remember you for something else later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, that all the time. Great. Less than a minute to our break. Uh, the importance of persistence. Obviously, this is an industry where you cannot give up and you cannot get down on yourself. 
Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, I've been at this game for 10 years and things are just starting to kind of start cracking and, and you never know what that, that one little bit of hustle that, that is going to come back and give you, you know, it's like, you know, three feet from gold as, as uh, legendary Greg Reed has yep. in his book. Um, you know, that's, that's very true. You know, just yeah, keep that, hacking away. That is one of my favorite books. In fact, I went to his Think and Grow Rich Stickability event and got to do red carpet interviews with him and Sharon Lecter. They both signed that book. They were brilliant. And that is a great book. And we are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Andrew Steele. We will talk about the film Wishman in the next break, in the next segment. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and my very special guest this week is Andrew Steele, star of the movie Wish Man, which is about the life of Frank Shankowitz, who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation. If you have not gotten my book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. It's in Barnes & Noble in the stores, online, on Amazon, Books A Million, anywhere fine books are sold. And this weekend, I will be returning to Barnes & Noble in Goodyear, Arizona. And the following Saturday, May 4th, I will be at the Barnes & Noble at Metro Center in Phoenix. So please come see me there if you're local. And if you would like a signed copy, you can email me, brian at briankwright.com, and I'll email you the details about how I can make that happen for you. So Andrew, let's talk about the new movie that you will be starring in. It comes out in just a few weeks. It's called Wish Man. How did this role come to you? Well, it, it, was, uh, it was an incredible fortuitous um, moment. I, I went to an event and um, 
Uh, I saw that Frank Shankwitz, who's the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and Greg Reed, who's an incredible entrepreneur, he was interviewing, Greg was interviewing Frank, and they were talking about this, you know, Frank's life and, and what he'd done, and he, um, he basically said they were, they were starting a movie, um, they were making, putting a movie together, and, you know, I, I, I actually approached Frank um, to talk to him about, you know, starting at 501c3, because I just started my own 501c3, Flicks for Change, which is a film festival with a social conscience, and I started telling him about that, and and uh, he liked the cut of my jib and basically said, you know what, somebody like you should be playing me in this movie. And I'm like, what what movie? And he's like, hey, Greg, this guy should play me in the movie. And uh, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Um, you know, what am I going to do? Like, you know, and he's like, you ride a motorcycle? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, and you got American accent? I'm like, sure. Um, and and that's that was the, the nucleus of it. Obviously, I went and auditioned for it. And, you know, they thought I did a great job. They said, well, you can obviously act and, uh, you know, Frank wants you to play him. So, you know, we're not looking any further. And uh, I, it was just so surreal to me that, you know, it, it had come from just, just being out in the right place at the right time, but with my heart in the right place. And, and, you know, it was to, to get Frank's, you know, approval. That means the world to me. Yeah. Well, when you have the man who you're going to be playing say it should be you, you don't need to go any further than that. No. Well, no, I mean, the- later on he said, Oh yeah, I was just joking. And I was like, well, I guess, I guess the jokes on you there, Frank. Um, no, he, uh, but yeah, he was like, I just, I didn't think anything would come of it. And it's like, well, you know, here we are. But, um, you know, obviously Greg Reed was a huge supporter of mine and, and, uh, I wouldn't be there without him. Um, yeah. so, you know, kudos and, and, you know, most humble gratitude to, to Greg. Absolutely. I've interviewed both of them. They were both amazing. In fact, I referenced my own book uh, right outside of the break, and both of my interviews with them were in that book. In fact, it's so interesting. At the time that I interviewed Frank, the screenplay was just completing, and the casting was about done. I said, I'm sure you probably can't tell me who's in the movie, but are there people that we know in this movie? And he said, yes. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's so fantastic just to see how this project has evolved from start to finish. So was it difficult to lose the Australian accent for this role? I'm sure that you had a ton of training way before you met Frank. Yeah. So, you know, all through my acting school, I, I, you know, we, we studied on different accents, whether it's British or American. Um, but, you know, Frank's got a very specific, uh, you know, a- accent. It's, it's a Midwestern, it's from Prescott, Arizona. So it's not like a southern sound, but it's definitely not a standard U.S. Um, so I had I had a brilliant um, dialect coach, Adam Michael Rose, um, and he uh, he took me through, you know, hours upon hours of you know listening to Frank's speech and actually speaking to Frank on the phone and and you know analyzing how he'd say it and then writing it down in phonetics and uh, and and that's how I was able to you know make make my version of Frank's uh, accent so you know the important thing with uh, doing accents is for or for me particularly cuz Frank is alive is to get the essence of what it is and then uh, make it my own and and then work from there absolutely so meeting him was a great experience you got to spend a lot of time with him and the film was made in Prescott where he's from so how much time did you have with him before the filming started? Obviously, you had to get to know him really, really well. Yeah, well, um, it, it, you know, I had I had days upon days, and you know, the first thing that I did, um, you know, when I when I got the film, actually before I got cast in the film, I read I read his book Wishman, um, and uh, and that was a that was an excellent way to to really get to know him. 
um, you know, personally on, on that level. Um, but, you know, we'd, we'd have phone calls. I, I flew out to Prescott and hung out with him and Kitty on the ranch um, and, and really got, really got to know him and what it was like, you know, you know, from, from when he was young, you know, going up through his, you know, uh, kind of traumatic childhood yeah. of the series, um, you know, what was happening there. Um, to get to know from that through his complete service through his whole life, yeah. whether that was pulling the weeds out of his next door neighbor's garden or whether that was, you know, fighting and like joining the air force and, you know, serving the country and then, and then continue to serve as a motorcycle cop for, for you know, for over you know 30 years. Um, so this man is a, a brilliant example of, of being of service and even through make a wish, which is such a, you know, uh, uh such an incredibly um, successful company. He never took yeah. a dollar from Make-A-Wish. So, exactly. you know, he's such a humble guy. And, uh, you know, that's the true essence of giving back when you have a whole life of service. And, and that's what's so brilliant about this film is that this is, you know, Frank's wish to have his story told so that Greg could pull together this team to grant uh, Frank's wish. Uh, um, yeah. I'm so humble to be a part of it. Yeah. Isn't that so cool that a man who has spent his whole life granting other people's wishes now gets his own wish to be made? Yeah. That, totally. that I, yeah, that, that is just awesome. Warm fuzzies yeah. all around. That's great. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps right now. And I know absolutely how much that happens when yeah. I talk about what's going on right now. Absolutely. So a lot of actors have roles that are fictional characters and they get to do basically whatever they want, but how challenging is it to play someone who's still alive? Yeah. And then particularly somebody like Frank, who, you know, there's so much weight to do him justice and to, and to make him proud. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, it was definitely tricky. Um, but, you know, the more I got to know him and the more that, uh, you know, we trusted each other. Also, I didn't feel the pressure that it was like, you have to do this right. This is how I am, blah, blah, blah. There was none of that. It was basically just he, he, you knew like you're an actor and you're going to do your version of me. And whether that's specifically everything that I do or whether that's whatever your interpretation is, that was okay with him. So my personal take was to get it as, as close and, and, you know, get his mannerisms and all that down to a T, but I didn't feel the pressure from him, which was, which is really liberating uh, when I, you know. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. So while you didn't feel that pressure, there certainly was. The element of needing to 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 accept feedback because obviously you had to make adjustments along the way. It's like you know you're veering right or you're veering left a little bit, and no, come back to center. So what was it like accepting feedback throughout this whole experience? Yeah, well, I mean, feedback. You know, I love feedback. Um, you know, uh, uh, Theo Davies, who's the writer director, he was brilliant and um, uh, you know told a really touching story and and also you know crafted crafted the, the best story out of Frank's life uh, for the screen. Um, but then, yeah, he's, he, but he was very, he was quite liberal, like with, with, uh, with the feedback he was, he was, again, he wasn't like, you know, picky to certain, certain stuff. Like he was, I was very free uh, to do things, which was great. But, you know, then obviously when he has his suggestions and stuff, you need to take that and you work with that. And, and, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate feedback. Otherwise sometimes, you know, because you try so many different things and it's like, you know, if then when they see something they like, they say, yeah, that's what we like, then great. That's, you know, I feel like the actor's job is to just give, give options and, um, and collaborate with the director. And, uh, it was a brilliant collaboration in my opinion. Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of scenes required multiple takes. How, what is the most number of takes you had to do in a scene? 
Ah, you know, we were pretty, well, we didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of takes. So mm. most things were kind of done in maybe two, maybe three takes, oh, good. Um, which is pretty quick. Um, uh, I, I, I can't remember anything that took more than two or three takes. Um, you That's know, great. It was a camera move or something like that. But, you know, I've been prepping this role for a year, so I was ready to do it. And yeah. I, I could have, I would have been happy to do as many takes as possible, but times against us when you're, you know, indie, indie budgeted film. Um, yes. So yeah, I think we only did like two takes for everything. Fantastic. How long was the shoot? It was a five week shoot in Prescott, wow. Arizona. That is a very, very quick shoot. Most feature films you are shooting for months at a time. Yeah. Or longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the team was fantastic you know we all gelled together really well and we, we got it done and and i think it all uh you know shows on the screen yeah to have great chemistry among the cast and the crew were there social things that you did together that made that bond happen more quickly yeah totally i mean we're definitely like catching up going to dinner and you know just jokes in between each of the takes and that kind of stuff that was a really strong bond i feel on set which is really important Absolutely. For those who have never been to Prescott, Arizona, it's a mountain town north, northwest of Phoenix. It's between Phoenix and Flagstaff. What were your impressions the first time you saw Prescott? Uh, it was just gorgeous, you know, to yeah. walk into the town town square there and see, um, you know, the courthouse and then the Palace Hotel uh, and all the, you know, the folklore and legend around that place. And and just, just the people in the town were really beautiful and, you know, welcoming and and uh, I felt I felt at home straight away. Yeah, it's it definitely is a Western feel to it. And mm -hmm. I think down here in the Phoenix area, if you are in the East Valley, Apache Junction feels like you're going in a time machine back 50 years <laughs> yeah. because there is that very rustic Western feel like you've taken a step away from civilization for just a hot minute or so. We've got less than two minutes to our next break. Let me just ask you real quickly. When we see a TV show or a movie, we only see the final result, which may look really, really glamorous, but there's a lot of not so glamorous stuff that happens behind the scenes. What are some things that happen that we might not normally know about a movie when it's being shot? Well, I mean, you know, you have, you know, you're shooting till 4 a.m. sometimes if you're doing a night scene. So you're kind of sitting around like so much of the film process, filming process is sitting around and just kind of, you know, waiting for the time to, to be ready to cry at a drop of a hat kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I love those times as well. I kind of even feel like they're glamorous because, you know, it's an opportunity to be on set and, you know, as actors, you know, 95% of our life is trying to get on set. And then so when you're on set, you really got to enjoy it. Oh, that's fantastic. And I love that perspective because you just have to be grateful and thankful for everything because this moment won't happen again. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We've got less than a minute until our next break. We are here with Andrew Steele. He is the star of the new movie Wish Man, which comes out on June 7th, 2019. And this has been a long time coming. It's about the life of Frank Shankowitz, who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I'll tell you what, if you've not heard my interview with Frank himself, go to successprofilesradio.com, click on View All Podcasts uh, in the upper right-hand corner, and it's chronologically reversed. Just hit control F Frank Shankowitz and you can listen to that entire episode. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio.
motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Andrew Steele, star of the movie Wish Man, which is about the life of Frank Shankowitz, who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation. If you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do that on iTunes for free. I would appreciate that. Even a review would be a solid. I would love that so, so much. And the show is going all around the world. In fact, this week uh, in Ghana, in the careers category, I'm in the top 15 now. This show is in the top 15 now, right now. Pretty fantastic, pretty amazing how far flung the show seems to be getting exposure. So I'm very happy and grateful for that. So, Andrew, let me ask you, as an actor, do you prefer to be given a lot of direction or do you prefer to have a lot of latitude when you play a role? Uh, I, I like, I like a lot of direction, but also freedom to take that direction and, you know, uh, apply it, uh, creatively. That's fantastic. So this movie is based on a true story, but this is Hollywood. So there had to be some creative license in how the story was told. How much creative license was there? Um, you know, I, I would say that everything is based on the truth and, and whether that truth, it, it's the emotional truth and, and basically, it, it, it brings the audience to a place of how it might have felt, um, you know, as Frank growing up. And and uh, so there is some facts that are kind of change and in, in, in ordering like the timing of different things. But it's really to, you know, stay in that arc. And, you know, there's there's a, you know, the hero's journey and mm-hmm. and just keeping in that. And uh, so, it's um, you know, I would say there's maybe like 10 or 15 percent changed but that was really just to get get the flow of the story right and it's hard to tell someone's entire life story in two hours or less isn't it oh yeah there's so much that was left out and um you know but yeah and and it's not just frank's story it's the story of make a wish and you know that's like how do you encapsulate the whole of make a wish and the whole of frank and all this kind of stuff you really need to pick this sec the section that you want to tell and what is the message and the message behind this film is that everyone can be a hero and so bits were taken out of Frank's life. So that message could be pushed, put forth. And 
you know, because it shows in this film that a simple act of kindness can cause a ripple effect. And, and that's exactly what the effect that we're trying to do with this film is, is that good will multiply because of people being inspired by the film. Absolutely. Is there a favorite scene that you could talk about without giving away anything? There's a there's a scene um, that happens, you know, one of the first times that uh, the first and the first wish um um, there's a sick kid that has leukemia and, you know, Frank's character is a motorcycle cop and he brings the kid, um, uh, a little uniform. And, and so he dresses up as a motorcycle cop and, you know, he's talking about getting the wings, like the, the, the bronze wings that motorcycle cops have. Yes. And, and so they do a thing called a cowboy's binding contract, which is standing either side of a fence and shaking hands, which is something that Frank's dad did to him when he was younger. Um, and, um, so they're having this moment and it's a really heartbreaking scene. Um, Christian Guinea, he's, he's the, the actor that I play opposite. I think he's 11 years old at the time. Phenomenal actor. It was mm. so brilliant to work with him and the, the openness and the vulnerability we have in this scene. And my character says more than anything, do you want to be a motorcycle cop? And then he says more than anything, I wish I didn't have to die. Mm. Um, and then, and then you just see everything, like everything that I thought I could bring to this just, just been pulled out, pulled out underneath me. Cause how do you feel? How, what's the next thing you say in that moment? Right. And, um, but that's just like a little, I, you know, a little glimpse of, of the emotion behind this film and, and what it means. And, you know, also where Frank was coming from, um, from his childhood to come and, and to be this hero where he doesn't see himself as a hero, but that's the point is that everybody can be a hero. Absolutely. And entertainment tonight released the trailer of this movie just last week. And within less than 24 hours, it had around 40,000 views already. Yeah. Do you have any idea what it's up to now? Um, Look, I, I I haven't actually looked, but it must yeah, I'm sure it's it's climbing because that's obviously yeah. you know a world leader in entertainment, yeah. and yeah. Um, to, you know we're very humbled to to be able you know for them to think that this is a story worth running, and and of course it is because everybody knows yeah. Make a Wish, and yeah. and uh, it's a it's a beautiful story. So it's uh, yeah, we're very excited by what what that can mean for us, and with our theatrical release coming up. I think Absolutely. I think we're up to 200 screens at the moment, so that's, that's awesome. very exciting for a little humble indie. That's wonderful. Were you starstruck by anybody involved in this project before you met them? Um, I, I mean, I was starstruck by the whole like the fact that I was playing the lead in this film because this is my yeah. first lead in a U.S. feature. Um, but you know, you know, having scenes with my first scene was with Tom Sizemore, and I'm marching into his office and I'm pushing him up against the wall and calling him, you know, this, that, and the other. And, um, and that, that was, that was a bit of a trip just going, that's my first scene. I've got a stranglehold Tom Sizemore, legend. And, uh, you know, absolute legend. And, um, so yeah, having that scene and, you know, each, each of the actors that I'm working opposite with have their own different, you know, techniques of getting into role, how much they rehearse and this and that, but, you know, playing, you know, opposite Bruce Davison, who, who plays my father in the, yeah. in the film, uh, that was, that was just, you know, it was, it was like a masterclass in every scene that I was in because I'm in these, every scene I'm in is with somebody that's done, you know, so much work and has been on, you know, TVs around the world, uh, cinema screens and, and faces that you recognize. And now I'm, you know, I'm a scene partner with these guys and girls. 
And yeah. uh, it was, yeah, it was so incredible. I learned so much from every single actor on that set, including the 11 year old kids. I'm like, wow. Yeah. These guys are great. And that's the other piece of it is when you are working with other actors, you learn stuff from them that you carry forward. What is the most impactful thing that you learned from somebody in the cast that you will carry forward to your next project with you? Um, Was it in the preparation? Was it in the way they express themselves in a scene? You know, I think it's just, you know, seeing seeing the, 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 the preparation just before a take. You know, with Bruce Davison, you know, he, he could be, you know, he could be laughing and cracking jokes. And then when they're ready to shoot, he'd be like, just give me a minute. Then he'd take that one minute. He put his mental, you know, he went through the mental steps that he needed to get himself back into that character in that space and then it was just silence on set and then you just give a little wink to you know theo the director and then we're on so it was just really awesome to see you know these brilliant craftsmen and women do their thing and then just just learning little you know and, and then figuring out what my own uh, methodology is fantastic how much did you know about make a wish before you took this role well, I, I knew as much, I think, as every, anybody that's heard about it. You know, um, basically, there's hundreds of thousands of wishes. It, I've been told now it's over half a million wishes uh, yeah. since the first one that Frank granted, um, you know, 38 some years ago. Um, so I knew that they, they you know, flew kids to Disneyland and, you know, gave them their last kind of wish. But now, you know, with the modern, uh, the technology of modern medicine, a lot of the kids are surviving, which is fantastic. But, you yeah. know. And it's amazing uh, after having done this film, how many people say, oh, I was a wish kid or my cousin was or my brother or sister or what have you. Like there are so many people that have been affected by this. There's 500 wish kids, 500,000 wish kids and then their family and friends and such a beautiful organization. So so, yeah, thankful that we're able to tell this movie and, and, you know, shed, you know, get, get the story behind the scenes out there, which is Frank's life story. Absolutely. So now that the movie's done, the real work begins because now you're promoting the film. What does your promotional schedule look like? Uh, I've got like all the top uh, podcasts that I'm doing. Um, you might be familiar with one in particular um, that I'm on right now. Um, yes. I'm for a laugh track. We've got to get that laugh track going. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. There you go. Yeah. I, I was um, just observing the moment. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So doing that and obviously entertainment tonight is brilliant. Um, but you know, we're doing our best to get onto talk shows and, and other radio stuff. And, but then Facebook is a, is a huge opportunity to share. And I think we've got, you know, on that entertainment tonight one, we've got over 800 shares already, which is phenomenal. And, you know, really Facebook is, you know, where a lot of people will see their sources, particularly in today's age, um, so, you know, it's just, and I'm learning so much as we go and, you know, just, just as Greg Reed would say, seek, seek counsel, not opinion, people yep. that have done it before. And I'm getting some of the best advice from the people that have been doing it for, you know, 20 some years or so. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just starting out. So I'm, I'm learning so much. Absolutely. And I sure hope that there are some awards for this film at the end of all of this. I know that's not why you do it, but it is the icing on the cake if it happens. Yeah, oh, totally. That'd be brilliant. I mean, we've actually already won some awards. Um, we won at the, the Arts for Peace Awards. We won uh, Most Inspirational Film. Um, uh, I also got Global Outstanding Actor, an award wow. for my performance as Frank, which was, you know, uh, incredible. Wow. 
That's great. And um, so it's brilliant to be, you know, recognized for it before it even came out. So that's a good sign for things to come. But, um, you know, as you say, we don't do it for the awards, um, but it's a nice chair on the top. Absolutely. And I know that one of your big passions is to change the world through social consciousness, through filmmaking. And that's why you started Flicks for Change. Tell us about that. So, yeah, I mean, look, three years ago um, when I flew into L.A., I saw how many homeless people that were on the street. And I thought, you know, I'm you know, what am I doing to give back? And, you know, I thought the best thing that I could do was to rally a group of filmmakers or people that have already made these incredible socially conscious films, not just about homelessness, but about everything from mental health to addiction to LGBT, Black Lives Matters, any issue that there's a nonprofit associated with. I think that's something that people need to see. And there are so many fantastic filmmakers that don't have a platform for humanitarian voices to be heard. And that's exactly what I've created with a, with a bunch of incredible, uh, you know, teammates of mine. James Hawthorne is my co-founder. And in three short years, we're in Sydney, Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles and moving up from there. Absolutely. And you're, you're focusing on independent films, right? Yeah, well, we're independent or, you know, it doesn't matter who's putting them together. Generally, because they are short films, they are going to be independent. Um, we're focusing 20 minutes and under so that we can pack in as many different issues in one screening as possible. Yeah. Uh, we're also doing a script writing competition. We're just about to announce right now. Um, wow. So, you know, the winner of that will get their film produced um, by the Flicks for Change production team. And so, you know, we're able to connect nonprofits that want to get a documentary or or a narrative piece about their issue out there, and we're, we're connecting them with filmmakers that you know want to give back in that in that realm. Um, so you know we're creating content, we're hosting content, we're developing new talent with scripts, and um, and we're just meeting so many incredible people along the way. Absolutely. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show's going. I say that every <laughs> single week, but it's still true. Yeah. So we're here with Andrew Steele, star of Wishman, about the making of the Make-A-Wish Foundation and, and the life of Frank Shankwitz. What a brilliant movie. I cannot wait to see it. I've seen the trailer multiple times. You can see the trailer on YouTube if you want. Just look for Wishman Movie. It's about two, two and a half minutes long, and you will see Andrew being brilliant as Frank Shankwitz and all. And you'll probably recognize a few of the people in the cast if you look real close. So we will come right back. We'll continue talking about Flicks for Change and a few other things as we come down the home stretch. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com.
month, as if we needed a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a tut. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Sphenopalatine ganglia neuralgia. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Andrew Steele. He is the lead actor in Wishman, which is about the life of Frank Shankowitz and the making of the Wish Make a Wish Foundation. Such a brilliant movie. I cannot wait for it to come out. It's only a few weeks away. Right now we're talking about Flicks for Change, which is the socially conscious film festival that he and some friends have co-founded. And we talked a little bit about the mission of that organization. It's called Flicks for Change, the number four, Flicks for Change. And Andrew, I would like to ask, is there a favorite film or project that your organization has supported? There have been many. Yeah. uh, Well, you know, one of the issues that we tackle is human trafficking. And Mm. there's a fantastic group called the Hidden Tears Project. And they've got a film uh, called Tanya, which you can actually check out at flicksforchange.org. And uh, it's it just it. It shows what it's like for a 14 year old who's in the sex trade trying to get out. And and it's just to basically look for signs. You you might just think you, you know people necessarily know what the, the issue is, but you know when when you see that there are signs of somebody like not making eye contact or they you know they look malnourished or these kind of things, they're things that we need to be looking out for. Um, so yeah, I mean there's a whole range of different issues. You can check out all all the films that we've screened uh, on our on our website. So that's a good idea of what there is, and then. Um, you know, we'd love to connect you with the nonprofits that work in those spaces. Absolutely. And what is the site that people can look this up? Yes. So it's, it's flicksforchange.org. It's F-L-I-C-K-S, the digit for change.org. Fantastic. And so what is next for Flix for Change? Flix for Change, we have a script competition. So if you're a script writer, if you know somebody that does and you've got a, a script that's, say, 10 or 15 pages long, um, or, or under, we'd love you to, to submit it. So you can just go to Flicks for Change and you can see the button up there um, and that'll take you to Film Freeway and then you enter the script competition from that. Um, and then the winning film, uh, the winning script will be produced by Flicks for Change in, in uh, association with your own production company. And uh, so that's next, but we also have festivals in Sydney, Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles. Sydney is um, at the end of November, uh, August, sorry, um, uh, DC will be in the middle of October and then our LA event will be downtown, um, I, potentially downtown, uh, the 16th and 17th of November. So, you know, log in and, you know, if you can follow us on, on, uh, Instagram and, and, uh, Facebook at, at 
Flicks for Change. That would be brilliant so you can stay up to date with everything that's going on. That's fantastic. Flicks for Change. Look that up. Flicks for Change, the digit four. Dot org And swinging back once again to the Wishman movie, there is a Wishman hero component to this. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, what we wanted to do is, you know, our slogan for the film is that everyone can be a hero and we want to know who your heroes are. And so basically there's a competition for three lucky contestants and their nominated heroes. They will be invited to the world premiere of the Wishman red carpet on June 4th. Uh, at the Egyptian theater in, in Hollywood. Um, so you, all you have to do is go on and tell us who your hero is, whether it was somebody that knows they're your hero or not. It could be a dad, could be a teacher, could be anybody. But we want to bring them out and, um, you know, offer them tickets to the, to the premiere. And so you can walk the red carpet with us and your hero and, you know, have an opportunity to give back to them because, you know, we all need a hero and, you um, you don't obviously don't always know when you have been somebody's hero. So it's nice to give back in that respect. Absolutely. You would not be here where you are without a great support team. How important has that been to your journey? Oh, so my, my family has been absolutely incredible. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, businessman was kind of, you know, the, the ideal following path. But, you know, when I said, you know, I wanted to be an actor and go to acting school that, that was so supportive. And, um, you know, I, I can't thank my mom, my dad, my sister, Haley, you know, enough for that. And and now, you know, I'm married to the most amazing woman in the world. Uh, Kim Jackson is a brilliant actor and, you know, she's an inspiration for me. And, you know, she she keeps me on track and we're such a, you know, she, we're such a great team. She's actually a, she's a, an award winning writer. She wrote a book called The Hollywood Survival Guide for Actors. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, the handbook to becoming a working actor in L.A. And, um, you know, she's been helping so many, so many people that are coming over and, you know, really see, uh, wanting to make it in, in L.A. And, you know, she coaches, but she doesn't want to charge people money because actors don't have money. So she's she's putting it all online so it can be a very affordable way to do it. And there's just such a noble, humble, humble person that she is. And she makes me better every day. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, in Hollywood, you hear no and not yet a lot, 99% of the time. So how do you master the mental game every day? Well, I just keep focused on writing your list of things that you can do and you can you are in control of, you know, whether that's your fit, your fitness routine, eating well, but also, you know, feeding your mind through books and mentorship and and getting out and connecting with people that are on a high vibration, positive wavelength, um, surrounding yourself with good people that are doing good things. And, um, you know, and that's, uh, that's, uh, everything I try and do. That's fantastic. I'll ask you now, and I'll ask you again at the end of the show, how can we find out more about you and be a part of your community? Um, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's real Andrew Steele. That's S T double E L. Um, so there's that, um, I'm on Facebook, Andrew Steele, uh, flicks for change. That's a way to do it, but really you can just jump on wishmanhero.com and, uh, tell us your hero. That'd, uh, that'd make my, my, my day. Fantastic. Do you have a specific morning routine to set your day? Well, it's, it's not great. I, you know, I'm up till like 3am writing emails and reviewing films and, you know, uh, so my morning, but once I get up, um, I take the dog for a walk. I, I try and get in the gym 
uh, it kind of ch- changes. I think I need to get a little better on that. So yeah, okay. do as I say, not as I do. That's fantastic. Taking action very quickly has served you very, very well. Is there a specific instance where that's been true? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a good part of the reason why I got this film was a, I took action to move to America. I wouldn't yeah. have been in the in the place, you know, the venue that I was. And had I not already been running a film festival with a social conscience, I I, I wonder whether Frank would have been so eager for me to play him. Um, but you know, it's 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 getting yourself in the right right place and be moving forward and and offering offering. Um, you know, worth and value to everybody that you meet. Um, you know, simple acts of kindness, I feel like have, you know, have, have helped me, you know, whether you know it straight away or not, it's the karmic energy that comes back and the universe takes care of you. Absolutely. What have been some of your most influential books that you've ever read? Well, the Hollywood survival guide for actors was pretty influential. Sure. Uh, that's, that's my wife, Kim's book. Um, you know, three feet from gold was brilliant. Yep. Um, and uh, story uh, by Robert McKee was excellent as well. Hmm. I'm reading Saving the Cat right now. So. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, Save the Cat. It's a, it's a screen screenwriting book. Oh, okay, great. What has surprised you the most about your industry? Mm, uh, uh, Surprise me uh, that. I guess that hard work can pay off. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That that's, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, you just, you never know how the doors are going to unfold or when the doors are going to unfold. It feels like you knock on thousands of doors before you find the one that the key fits in and yeah. you, you just got to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. So Look, what, what advice would you have for people who are struggling right now? Just to keep moving keep keep pushing through do something that keeps you makes you happy puts a smile on your face start with smiling start with smiling at people to people and um you just do think about things that make you happy because you can't you can't have you can't be depressed if you if you're thinking about good positive thoughts absolutely what is the scariest thing you've ever done andrew mm, scariest uh Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've climbed some, some, uh, some precarious, uh, like I've done some climbing that was a a bit dodgy. If you're looking back at it. Wow. I I would say for me, jumping out of an airplane was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. It was a long time ago and I'm done. I did it twice and I'm done. Yeah, good. All right. Check that box. Absolutely. If you could give advice to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Oh, good one. Um, I'd probably get serious sooner. Um, you know, not everything is going to be handed to you. You need to work, like start working now. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is right there for you, but it's really, uh, it's really about applying yourself, uh, in the areas that you want to be, you know, progressing in. Absolutely. What is the biggest item on your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Uh, have babies. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that would be that would be a home run for me. Um, so that, but 
you know, then, you know, a series regular on a TV show, continue with the films, making making films that make a difference, such as Wishman, um, and, you know, really uh, creating a community where people are inspired to make work such as that. Absolutely. So the question I ask everybody as we wind down toward the end with less than two minutes to go, Andrew, who inspires and motivates you? My wife, Kim. Uh, yeah, she's... She's a brilliant person and uh, she's so intelligent and fun and, and uh, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just perfect for each other. So that's, that's my inspiration. Fantastic. And how can we find you and get a hold of you once again? Uh, follow me on Instagram at realandrewsteel and, uh, and flicksforchange.org. That's brilliant. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Oh, um, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yes. already yes that's brilliant that's the single most brilliant thing i've heard all day <laughs> <laughs> there you go we knew we'd get there in the end the 59th minute yeah exactly no i really appreciate you andrew i wish you all the love and success that you deserve uh you're an inspiration and i'm so happy and grateful that you could be on the show here today so thank you appreciate you brian all the best my friend All right. And that has been Success Profiles Radio. Thanks all of you for listening. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did, what they overcame, and what we can learn from the journey. And I am just so happy and excited to be able to talk to these amazing people every single week. And I'm so happy and grateful to share this journey with you. Thanks for joining us. See you next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Until then, have a great week. Goodbye, everyone. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.